Do you love the American Constitution? We too. Please help letting this podcast survive in the current cancel culture. Amazon recently deleted our Peter Kanzler collection, probably for being too cheap. It was Locke, Hobbes and the US Constitution for only 15 bucks. Check out our Peter Kanzler at Barnes and Noble, Lulu or do a quick DuckDuckGo search to buy American collections that come at the lowest price possible to keep civil law great. That's P-E-T-E-R-K-A-N-Z-L-E-R. Featuring the original texts from Locke, Hobbes, Rousseau, the US Constitution, Machiavelli and many more always bound together in just one book. Thank you very much. This is a LibriVox.org recording by Tim Sherman Chase. This recording is in the public domain. Thus Spake Zarathustra by Friedrich Nietzsche. Translated by Thomas Common. Part 4, Chapter 79. The Drunken Song. One. Meanwhile one after another had gone out into the open air, and into the cool, thoughtful night. Zarathustra himself, however, led the ugliest man by the hand, that he might show him his night-world, and the great round moon, and the silvery waterfalls near his cave. There they at last stood still beside one another, all of them old people, but comforted, brave hearts, and astonished in themselves that it was so well with them on earth. The mystery of the night, however, came nigher and nigher to their hearts, and anew Zarathustra thought to himself, Oh, how well do they now please me, these higher men! But he did not say it aloud, for he respected their happiness and their silence. Then, however, there happened that which in this astonishingly long day was most astonishing. The ugliest man began once more, and for the last time, to gurgle and snort. And when he had at length found expression, behold, there sprung a question plump and plain out of his mouth, a good, deep, clear question which moved the hearts of all who listened to him. My friends, all of you, said the ugliest man, what think ye, for the sake of this day? I am for the first time content to have lived my entire life, and that I testify so much is still not enough for me. It is worth while living on earth one day, one festival with Zarathustra, hath taught me to love the earth. Was that life, will I say unto death? Well, once more! My friends, what think ye? Will ye not, like me, say unto death, Was that life? For the sake of Zarathustra, well, once more. Thus spake the ugliest man. It was not, however, far from midnight. And what took place then, think ye? As soon as the higher men heard this question, they became all at once conscious of their transformation and convalescence, and of him who was the cause thereof. Then did they rush up to Zarathustra, thanking, honouring, caressing him, kissing his hands, each in his own peculiar way, 
so that some laughed and some wept. The old soothsayer, however, danced with delight, and though he was then, as some narrators suppose, full of sweet wine, he was certainly still fuller of sweet life, and had renounced all weariness. There are then even those who narrate that the ass then danced, for not in vain had the ugliest man previously given it wine to drink. That may be the case, or it may be otherwise, and if in truth the ass did not dance that evening, there nevertheless happened then greater and rarer wonders than the dancing of an ass would have been. In short, as the proverb of Zarathustra saith, What doth it matter? 2. When, however, this took place with the ugliest man, Zarathustra stood there like one drunken, his glance dulled, his tongue faltered, and his feet staggered. And who could divine what thoughts then passed through Zarathustra's soul? Apparently, however, his spirit retreated and fled in advance, and was in remote distances, and as it were, wandered on high mountain ridges, as it standeth written twixt two seas, wandering twixt the past and the future as a heavy cloud. Gradually, however, while the higher men held him in their arms, he came back to himself a little, and resisted with his hands the crowd of the honouring and caring ones, but he did not speak. All at once, however, he turned his head quickly, for he seemed to hear something. Then he laid his finger on his mouth and said, Come! And immediately it became still and mysterious round about. From the depth, however, there came up slowly the sound of a clock bell. Zarathustra listened there too, like the higher men. Then, however, he laid his finger on his mouth the second time, and said again, Come! Come! It is getting on to midnight! And his voice had changed, but still he had not moved from the spot. Then it became yet stiller and more mysterious, and everything hearkened, even the ass, and Zarathustra's noble animals, the eagle and the serpent. Likewise the cave of Zarathustra, and the big cool moon, and the night itself. Zarathustra, however, laid his hand upon his mouth for a third time, and said, Come! 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 Now let us wander! It is the hour! Let us wander into the night! 3. Ye higher men, it is getting on to midnight. Then will I say something into your ears, as the old clock-bell saith it into mine ear, as mysteriously, as frightfully, and as cordially as the midnight clock-bell speaketh it to me which hath experienced more than one man, which hath already counted the smarting throbbings of your father's hearts. Ah, ah, how it sigheth, how it laugheth in its dream, the old deep, deep midnight. Hush, hush, then is there many a thing heard which may not be heard by day. Now, however, in the cool air, even in all the tumult of your hearts, hath become still. Now doth it speak, now is it heard. Now doth it steal into overwakeful, nocturnal souls. 
ah, ah, how the midnight sigheth, how it laugheth in its dream. Hearest thou not how it mysteriously, frightfully, and cordially speaketh unto thee, the old deep, deep midnight? O oh, man, take heed. 4. Woe to me, whither has time gone? Have I not drunk into deep wells? The world sleepeth. Ah, ah, the dog howleth, the moon shineth. Rather will I die, rather will I die, than say unto you what my midnight heart now thinketh. Already have I died. It is over. Spider, why spinnest thou around me? Wilt thou have blood? Ah, ah! The dew falleth, the hour cometh, the hour in which I froze and freeze, which asketh, and asketh, and asketh, who hath sufficient courage for it? Who is to be the master of the world? Who is going to say, Thus shall ye flow, ye great and small streams? The hour approacheth, O man, thou high man, take heed, this talk is for fine ears, for thine ears. What saith deep midnight's voice indeed? 5. It carried me away. My soul danceth. Day's work, day's work. Who is to be the master of the world? The moon is cool. The wind is still. Ah, ah, have ye already flown high enough? Ye have danced, a leg, nevertheless, is not a wing. Ye good dancers, now is all delight over. Wine hath become lees, every cup hath become brittle, the sepulchres mutter. Ye have not flown high enough, now do the sepulchres mutter. Free the dead, why is it so long night? Doth not the moon make us drunken? Ye higher men, free the sepulchres. Awaken the corpses. Ah, why doth the worm still burrow? There approacheth, there approacheth the hour. There boometh the clock bell. There thrilleth still the heart. There burroweth still the woodworm, the heartworm. Ah, ah, the world is deep. 6. Sweet lyre, sweet lyre, I love thy tone. Thy drunken, run-and-saline tone. How long, how far hath come unto me thy tone, From the distance, from the ponds of love, Thou old clock-bell, thou sweet lyre, Every pain hath torn thy heart, Father pain, father's pain, forefather's pain, Thy speech hath become ripe, Ripe like the golden autumn, and the afternoon, like mine anchorite heart, thou sayest thou, the world itself hath become ripe, the grape turned brown. Now doth it wish to die, to die of happiness. Ye higher men, do you not feel it? There welleth up mysteriously an odour, a perfume and odour of eternity, a rose-blessed, brown, gold wine odour of old happiness, 
of drunken midnight death happiness which singeth the world is deep and deeper than the day could read seven leave me alone leave me alone i am too pure for thee touch me not hath not my world just now become perfect my skin is too pure for thy hands leave me alone thou dull doltish stupid day is not the midnight brighter thy purest are to be the masters of the world the least known the strongest the midnight souls who is brighter and deeper than any day o day thou gropest for me thou feelest for my happiness for thee i am rich lonesome a treasure pit a gold chamber o world thou wantest me am i worldly for thee am i spiritual for thee am i divine for thee but day and world ye are too coarse have cleverer hands grasped after deeper happiness after deeper unhappiness grasp after some god grasp not after me mine unhappiness my happiness is deep thou strange day but yet i am no god no god's hell deep is its woe eight god's woe is deeper thou strange world grasp at god's woe not at me what am i a drunken sweet liar a midnight liar a bell frog which no one understandeth but which must speak before deaf ones ye higher men for ye do not understand me gone gone o youth o noontide o afternoon now have come evening and night and midnight the dog howleth the wind is the wind not a dog it whineth it barketh it howleth ah ah how she sigheth how she laugheth how she wheezeth and panteth the midnight how she just now speaketh soberly this drunken poetess hath she not perhaps overdrunk her drunkenness hath she not become over-awake doth she ruminate her woe doth she ruminate over in her dream the old deep midnight and still more her joy for joy although woe be deep joy is deeper still than grief can be nine thou grapevine why dost thou praise me have i not cut thee i am cruel thou bleedest what meaneth thy praise of my drunken cruelty whatever hath become perfect everything mature wanteth to die so sayest thou blessed blessed be the vinter's knife but everything immature wanteth to live alas woe saith hence go away thou woe but everything that suffereth wanteth to live that it must become mature and lively and longing longing for the further the higher the brighter i want heirs so saith everything that suffereth i want children i do not want myself joy however doth not want heirs it doth not want children 
Joy wanteth itself. It wanteth eternity. It wanteth reoccurrence. It wanteth everything eternally like itself. Woe saith, break, bleed, thou heart, wander, thou leg, thy wing, fly, onward, upward, thou pain. Well, cheer up, O my old heart. Woe saith, hence, go. 10. Ye higher men, what think ye? Am I a soothsayer? Or a dreamer? Or a drunkard? Or a dream-reader? Or a midnight bell? Or a drop of dew? Or a fume and fragrance of eternity? Hear ye it not? Smell ye it not? Just now hath my world become perfect. Midnight is also midday. Pain is also a joy. Curse is also a blessing. Night is also a sun. Go away, or ye will learn that a sage is also a fool. Said ye ever yea to one joy? O my friends, then say ye yea also to all woe. All things are enlinked, enlaced, and enarmoured. Want ye ever once to come twice? Said ye ever, Thou pleasest me happiness. Instant, moment, then wanted all ye all to come back again. All anew, all eternal, all enlinked, enlaced, and enarmoured. Oh, then, did ye love the world? Ye eternal ones, ye loved it eternally, and for all time and also unto woe did ye say, Hence, go, but come back. For all joys want eternity. 11. All joys wanteth the eternity of all things. It wanteth honey, it wanteth lees, it wanteth drunken midnight, it wanteth graves, it wanteth grave tears consolation, it wanteth gilded evening red. What doth joy not want? It is thirstier, heartier, hungrier, more frightful, more mysterious than all woe. It wanteth itself, it biteth into itself. The ring's will writeth in it. It wanteth love, it wanteth hate. It is over-rich, it bestoweth, it throweth away. It beggeth for someone to take away from it. It thanketh the taker it would fain be hated. So rich is joy that it thirsteth for woe, for hell, for hate, for shame, for the lame, for the world, for this world. O oh, ye know it indeed, ye higher men, for you doth it long this joy, this irrepressible blessed joy, for your woe, ye failures, for failures longeth all eternal joy. For joys all want themselves, therefore do ye also want grief. O happiness, O pain, O break thou heart, ye higher men, do learn it. The joys want eternity, joy wanteth eternity of all things. They want deep, 
profound eternity. 12. Have ye now learned my song? Have ye divined what it would say? Well, cheer up, ye higher men, sing now my rondelay, sing now yourselves the song, the name of which is once more, the signification of which is unto all eternity. Sing ye higher men, Zarathustra's rondelay. O man, take heed, what saith deep midnight's voice indeed? I slept my sleep, from deepest dream I woke and plead, the world is deep, and deeper than the day can read, deep is its woe, joy, deeper still than grief can be, woe saith hence, go, but joys all want eternity, want deep, profound eternity. End of part four, chapter seventy nine. The Drunken Song. Do you love the American Constitution? We too. Please help letting this podcast survive in the current cancel culture. Amazon recently deleted our Peter Kanzler collection, probably for being too cheap. It was Lock, Hobbs, and the US Constitution for only fifteen bucks. Check out our Peter Kanzler at Barnes and Noble, Lulu, or do a quick DuckDuckGo search to buy American collections that come at the lowest price possible to keep civil law great. That's P-E-T-E-R-K-A-N-Z-L-E-R. -E -E Featuring the original texts from Locke, Hobbes, Rousseau, the US Constitution, Machiavelli, and many more, always bound together in just one book. Thank you very much.